and welcome to the Positively Joy podcast. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and this is part two of our conversation with assistant pastor and former journalist, still communicator, Michonne D. Simon. We had a such a great conversation. We did split it up into two parts, as you'll hear me say at the end of our conversation that maybe we should do that, and we did. Uh, but we had such really wide-ranging conversations mainly surrounding how we can use social media to feed our joy um, while knowing that if we're not careful, it can feed our fears too. Um, We talk a little bit more about the Facebook compliment challenge and I give him a compliment and he in turn gives me one. So um, I hope you will enjoy this um, part two and here we go. Wow. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot, but I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. Okay. I want a compliment. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to give me one, but, but hold on. I'll let you think about it for a minute. Cause I want to ask you another question. <laughs> um, so this post, I think, and maybe, maybe for a lot of other people, because you just mentioned the fact that there was a real need that came out when people started to give you their names. And I think this post really, um, stood out to me because my social media feed over the last few days, you know, since Wednesday and even maybe a little bit before, has been filled with images of discrimination against black men. I know that uh, some time ago you were a guest on uh, MSNBC to talk about the Louisiana Blue Lives Matter hate crime bill. And I'm sure you've noticed a lot of what has gone on. I mean, I said I said the last couple of days, but we've we've seen this for, you know, for years now. So and then in the midst of all this, I see the compliment challenge. And I think perhaps that's why it stood out to me. So what are your thoughts on how social media feeds our joy, but also our fears? Oh, that's a a big question. Mm. Um, Feeds our, our needs and also our fears. Um. I think in a lot of ways, so social social media is um, a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I, I say a blessing because if it had not been for social media, I think it was Will Smith who said um, racism isn't new. We're just we're just now able to film it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think social media brings to light. Social media is the ultimate vehicle for bringing to light those things that have historically sort of been pushed under the rug. Um, and so in that way, it's a gift. Um, I think, but at the same time, social media has the ability to feed into um, our issues, um, our, our vanity, um, our desires to, our, our escapism. Um, there are some people who create entire personas, um, who curate entire images based off of, I mean, entire reputations based off of the images that they share on their social media feed. Mm. Um, and so it's hard to know who is the real person because a lot of time, all that is shown on some people's social media pages are the filtered images, the um, all the wins and very rarely the losses. Right. And so I am very intentional with my social media of presenting my full picture. Um, a few weeks ago, I did a post on Facebook where I, it was a prayer. And all I said was, 
God, right now, I need a win because I feel like I'm I'm failing at everything I'm doing right now. Um, and it was just me just sort of, you know, I wasn't failing at everything I was doing right now, but it's just how it felt. Mm-hmm. And I needed to cry out to God in a way that I knew how to cry out to God the best. And at the same time, I wanted to show that while I am this ministerial person, while I am this assistant pastor, while I am this preacher, I have human moments just like everybody else. I have moments of uncertainty and doubt and fear just like everybody else. Mm. The beauty the beauty of what ministry should be about is that we can share the testimony of how we've overcome in the midst of our moments of uncertainty and fear and despair. Um, I lost my aunt, one of my favorite aunts, to COVID-19 on Palm Sunday. Oh, no. Um, and that is a very real pain um, for someone who, you know, Facebook sends you memories. And ever since she died, every memory post I've gotten, I've seen a post from her mm-hmm. of how proud of me she is, um, of moments where she has bragged to the other people on her Facebook page about what her nephew in Atlanta did. She lives in she lived in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, when I did that post, was feeling all of that. I was feeling the loss of my art and just and feeling guilty for having never gone to visit her in almost 13 years, even though she kept begging me to come. Um, at the same time, having to continue to do ministry and being so uncertain about what am I doing right now in the midst of this pandemic because the people that I minister to are struggling and in pain, and I have no idea what to say to them. Um, and so I, my uh, social media imprint, my social media footprint is very much real for me. And I think it is a, it is the ways in which it is a gift, because not only do we get to see, um, which only adds more trauma to the experiences, but not only do we get to see the ways in which our brown and black bodies are being destroyed and and defeated and lynched in a very real time, Mm -hmm. but we are also getting to see the collective of those who are in pain and frustrated and angry. And normally in these instances, our voices will be stifled, but we're getting to yell out to the powers that be and say that this isn't right and this isn't fair and do something, do something differently. Um, And it is causing a level of um, collaboration and cooperation in a certain way. So a friend of mine sent me a post recently where a group of people were on Twitter talking about, we need to do something here in Atlanta to show our support for what's happening in Minneapolis. And just from five or six tweets, they were able to to pull together enough people to say we're going to show up at one of the local malls, um, and we're going to we're going to march. We're going to we're going to show a level of um, civil obedience or civil disobedience um, um, in support of our brothers and our sisters that are going through in Minneapolis, just like what our brothers and sisters went through in Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the midst of that, they say. Oh, yeah. And don't forget to bring your mask because, you know, we need to be taking care of ourselves. Um, right. And so to see all of that happening on social media um, in, in real time is the gift that social media brings to us. Um, and so I think it, it, it does a great job of bringing about joy because we get to see that happen. And it, it helps us to realize we're not in this by ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Okay, compliment time. I'm going to I'm going to give you a compliment. Um, and 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 I I hate to put you on the spot, but but sh- but if you have one, share one. No, yeah. the compliment I have for you, and this is what I rem- and this is where I, I remember. And yes, it does have to do around the time of Black Enterprise. So at the time, I was one of the professional um, coaches at an urban journalism workshop in um, in Columbia, Missouri, at the University of Missouri. Okay. And one of my students, you know, we thought this, this we thought this would be a good story for the student to pursue. And so I said, here, contact this young man. Um, what I remember is how gracious and how and how um, wonderful you were. And I know you were a student, too, but this was a high school student mm-hmm. um, to, to be I remember able, this. to talk. I remember to, this. Yeah, to talk to this to, to talk to this young man. Um, you didn't have to. You had a lot going on. But when he asked for the interview, you said yes. And I and, and it was a good lesson to him because I said, well, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. So right. he may he may not call you back. He may not have the time or, or want to talk to you. But go ahead and call and keep calling. And, and you said yes. And you were so gracious. And so that is, you know, I will always remember that about you. I remember that young man and mm-hmm. I remember that conversation. Um, and I remember him being nervous and I remember saying to him, just talk to me. What questions do you have? Like, what, what, what is it that you want to know? Um, and I think at some point in the, in the, in the conversation, I said something like, you're the only somebody I've allowed an interview to or something like that. Like I, I never, I didn't allow anybody else to interview me that summer. I think he was the only somebody I allowed to interview me that summer. Wow. Wow. Partly because I didn't trust anybody else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I knew the Rochelles of the world. I knew, but it, it was such a scary moment for me because I felt like if I did or said the wrong thing, Black Enterprise would retaliate. And mm-hmm. and, and they never did. I mean, other than telling me to cut my hair, mm-hmm. they never did. They just told me to be careful. It was like, be careful who you talk to, what you do, because um, this is happening to you, yes. It's also happening to us but this is an opportunity for you in your career. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Because so I was very, very intentional about not talking to anybody else. And that young man was the only somebody I talked to that I allowed to interview me that song. You know, and, and this is just shout out to these kinds of workshops. It's so important for, um, and, and even though I'm in academia now, and you're in ministry, um, I, I still believe that the, the industry, the, um, the craft of journalism and doing and doing what we do. I still say we. Um, it's such an important thing, and getting young people involved and helping mm-hmm. them um, helping them along the way is so important. And it's so important for people, you know, for for at the time you were a student, you were a college student, so young people like yourselves, as well as older professionals, um, to help out our up and coming journalists. And so, just yeah. a little just a little shout out to the, <laughs> to yeah. journalism yeah. workshops. Um, so many of which are not happening this summer because of COVID. So, some yeah, are still doing yeah. them or in a virtual way, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad that some of them are still continuing. Um, so my compliment for you is um, that I'm trying not to do it in the way that I do it on Facebook because they get long and drawn out. <laughs> I, I, I struggle with filtering myself. Um <laughs> I commend you 
for the work you are doing in this very difficult time of being sure to make of being sure that we keep our focus on joy. Mm-hmm. Um, this that you are doing is ministry as well. And so I commend you and celebrate you for making an effort to provide a different kind of lens at a very difficult time that we're all experiencing. Well, thank you. Thank you. And it's, and it's so interesting that um, the people that I'm talking to, uh, God just puts, just puts them in my path, in my path. I mean, really, you know, I started this and then there's so many interesting, interesting stories out there. Uh, The woman who started her own blog praises in the pandemic Mm -hmm that she started before she even knew she was going to get COVID-19. What you're doing with the compliment challenge. I mean, there's just, you know, I've got some, some upcoming guests and they are just being put in my path. Truly. You know, that's a blessing. Yeah. And, and, and and, and I think a lot of ways it just goes to show being at the right place at the right time. I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, He and his wife run an organization here in the Metro Atlanta area called love beyond walls. And, He's done a lot of work and a lot of campaigns around bringing forth awareness to poverty and homelessness. Mm -hmm. He did a walk from Atlanta to Washington, D.C. a few years ago. He did a walk from Atlanta to Memphis a couple years ago to bring awareness. Um, And then when the pandemic happened, he and his wife just had an idea of creating portable hand washing stations. Wow. And of all the campaigns he's done, this is the one that people have taken attention to the most. Mm-hmm. And this is the one where he and this organization have received um, support from nonprofit organizations, corporations, uh, almost at record levels. This man has walked from Atlanta to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. but putting together a portable sink for a homeless person is what sort of catapulted him on a national level. Mm. And I told him, I said, you know, the reality is you were at the right place at the right time. You had done all this other work. You had become, quote unquote, an expert in the field of what it meant to care for the homeless and the impoverished. Mm -hmm. And so the portable sinks was just uh, a part of the process. It was just a part of the path of everything you've already done. So when it came time, your moment came because you were at the right place at the right time and had done everything you were supposed to do leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I use that example to say that's what's happening right now with your podcast. That's what's happening right now with the commitment challenge. Mm-hmm. We had already been doing the work. We had already done the hard work. Um, and it just so happened that the moment came after the buildup of everything else um, that it struck. And it struck in a way that um, the path is being made clear for you in a way that it wasn't before. So that's just God. I believe in a very intentional God. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do too. And I do believe that he guides our, our steps. Yeah. And so we don't just get here by accident. Of course, there's always choice and we, yeah. do, and we do have free will. But um, I, 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 I don't really believe in, in accidents. I think that there's yeah. Very, yeah, very intentional reasons for why things happen. Um, And of course, some of the a lot of things we don't know. Um, A lot of people are asking, you know, why do bad things happen? Of course, we don't know that. Um, I've heard from a lot of people that, you know, that God doesn't cause bad things to happen, but he may allow them to happen in Mm -hmm. order to to have, you know, have certain uh, experiences happen that need to happen. 
you know, we, but we don't know because we're only human and we can't understand yep. that. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you have a favorite scripture and how does it relate to the season that you're walking through? My favorite scripture is a proverb. Um, it is something that I don't know when this became my favorite scripture, mm-hmm. um, but it's Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understandings and all your ways acknowledge God and God shall direct thy path. Um, mm, I think it became my favorite because it was one of the easiest ones to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but when I was in seminary, um, and at that time, a member of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, I had started their process of ordination. And, um, during one of our sessions, we all gathered together in this sanctuary, this little mini sanctuary, and every one of us had to go down and say our favorite text. Mm. And it was the first one that popped in my head. And ever since then, it has been the one that has led me um, along the way. Um, because when you trust, I mean, there's so many layers to it. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Mm-hmm. That's about being vulnerable. Um, that's about um, being vulnerable and, and having a certain level of peace that God has you. And that whatever it is, whatever you may find yourself dealing with, whatever you may find yourself having to um, being impacted by, um, trusting in God and surrendering to God takes a level of peace. It takes a level of vulnerability, but it also speaks to a relationship Mm -hmm. Um, and it speaks to courage um, and it speaks to faith. And so it is the one text, I think, that covers so many areas beyond just one because it speaks to vulnerability and trust and faith and peace and courage and right relationship. Um, and so it has, it has become the one that is my motto in life. That's a good word. That's a good word. (laughs) So what are your next plans in life? You're doing a lot. You've got a podcast. You've got your ministry. Tell us a little bit about that and let us know how to find your podcast. I'm doing a lot. I'm I'm, I'm always doing a lot. Um, I'm still in communications um, and media relations now for... um, um, for one of the top HBCUs in the country. Um, I sometimes hesitate to say what school exactly, um, but I am in communications doing media relations um, for one of the top historically black colleges and universities in the country. Um, I am doing ministry, um, like I said, as of March, um, being the assistant pastor and technically the um, acting pastor of the small church. Um, my pastor, who is also one, who someone I consider my god brother, is in a two and a half, three year battle with colorectal cancer, mm. um, and so we are praying for him. Um, we are supporting him and his spouse in his recovery, um, and so I have stepped in in an interim pastoral role mm-hmm. as he works towards his recovery. And so we are trusting and believing God that God will do whatever it is God needs to do mm-hmm. and that um, 
when this journey is over and this cancer has left his body, he will be able to come back to us and lead his church. Um, and so Amen. that is, so I am leading a flock um, um, in a very unexpected manner. <laughs> uh-huh. A lot of this is unexpected. Very unexpected. Because mm-hmm. like I said, ministry and pastoring was never the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I am um, engaging in a lot of other projects, thinking through my future. Um, like um, We have this podcast, Before Nine, the letter B, the number four, nine spelled out, N-I-N-E. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be found wherever you listen to podcasts, on Spotify, um, iTunes podcast, Google Play. Um, we have a website, before9podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on social media, before 9 podcast. Um, I am researching potential other writing projects. Um, I recently applied for a grant to write a book um, on Bayard Russell and James Baldwin. Oh, wow. Um, so I am looking forward to hearing back in August about you know, what are going to be the next steps and what that means. Uh, and um, just continuing to find ways to be impactful in the world via social media. And so you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Elder Madosi. That's E-L-D-E-R-M-A-D-O-S-I. Um, again, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So I... I'm doing a lot of things. Um, I am all over the place <laughs> um, and trying to find ways to be a good and effective husband and and son and uncle to my family. Um, my father, about six years ago, had a stroke mm-hmm. um, and is partially paralyzed on the left side. And so I also spent a lot of time with my family. I spent a lot of time with my mother helping her to take care of my father mm-hmm. whenever time permits. Um, and one of my nieces who just, who was turning 22 in a couple months, just found out she's pregnant. And so mm-hmm. I'm now learning how to be an uncle to a baby all over again. Yeah. And so I, I lift those up because my life isn't just ministry and it isn't just writing and it isn't just a podcast. Um, I spend a lot of time with my family, um, being a father figure for my nieces and nephews. Um, That's great. And so I'm I'm always in the midst of something um, and in attempting to encourage and uplift and empower and help other people to be the best that they can be. So. Well, thank you so much. And and because you are so busy, I, I want to doubly, doubly uh, thank you for, for coming on the show. It's thank been you. a great conversation. Um, we, we may have to split this into two parts. <laughs> <laughs> I talk a lot, so I'm sorry. I, no, I, no, this I, has been, it's been really, really great. Thank you. Thank you. This, this has been a pleasure. Thank you. I am humbled and honored that you would invite me this, this, this is a joy. All right. Well, and to all of you listening, as always, this has been the Positively Joy podcast. We certainly appreciate you being here and farewell till next time. Mm-hmm.